Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Gretchen Garrity. And as you can tell by the title, this week's episode is going to be an advice episode, just my hot takes on everything. I don't even know if they're specifically hot takes, just my opinions on all of your questions, situations, because if there's something about me, it's that I always have an opinion. (laughs) I was actually inspired to do this episode because I was recently told by one of my friends that I give good advice. She might have even said, Gretchen, you give great advice. And it went right to my head, okay? (laughs) But I have been thinking about it. And not to like pat myself on the back, but I feel like I've gotten that from several friends over the years. Like, I always turn to you for advice, or you always know what to do or what to say, or like you give good advice. And now that's becoming my personality, of course, that I give good advice. And so I thought I should do an episode dedicated to giving you guys advice since clearly I have the best advice out there. (laughs) Obviously, take it all with a grain of salt. It's just biased towards me and my experience, my opinions. But I really feel like with a lot of my girlfriends that actually recently, especially, (laughs) we've been saying that I'm Dr. Phil. I just feel like I'm the friend that my friends turn to when they have a question, want an opinion, want advice. I'm actually thinking about like several of my friends right now sending me voice notes, leaving me a voicemail, texting me, calling me, FaceTiming, whatever, being like, hey, I just want your advice on this. And now that I'm thinking, I am like so honored. I'm feeling very, yeah, that's so sweet of my friends that they take my advice into consideration. And I just like really appreciate it that they think I have a good idea for whatever the situation may be. I don't know. It's just dawning on me now that I'm like, wow, that's like so I don't even know the feeling. I'm just honored is all I can say. Or I'm like, wow, like thanks for trusting your situation in life with my opinion over here. Do you really want my advice? But yeah, I just feel like I said I always have an opinion one way or another. I'm a pretty decisive person and pretty much always I know what I think in a situation or what I want to do. And sometimes there's, you know, like gray areas where I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know. Or it could seem like stuck between a rock and a hard place or like a lose, lose, like some, I don't, I'm just thinking in some situations, for example, maybe like family things, like, do I say this? Is it not worth saying it? There's like tension stuff like that. But I am so like, I don't know the word. I just 
prioritize my life and well-being and autonomy and what I want to do and like I, I'm a people pleaser in some ways but I also that's why I feel like my people pleasing friends always come to me and I'm like no no no, no. this is what you're gonna do you just I'm, I'm very I guess the word I'm looking for phrase I'm looking for is I'm very apt to like stick up for myself and others I was saying with a friend the other day me and my twin sister will stick up for well actually no I tell Lucy that she needs to be better at sticking up for herself but it's so funny because I feel like some of you may relate to this that I've gotten better like I'll always stick up for myself now pretty much unless I'm like totally taken off guard you know like in a situation with a stranger let's say and it happens really quick and then you're kicking yourself and you're like oh I wish I said this or I stood my ground or you know what I mean later on sorry this is like so vague but (laughs) I'm just thinking about how I'm good at sticking up for myself but definitely others and it's so funny I'm saying you guys could relate maybe to my twin sister who I feel like struggles for sticking up for herself because she's such a people pleaser but will be the first to stand up for a friend so isn't that funny like we all need to treat ourselves as if we were our best friend and how we would treat them and the advice they would give them. Like, I feel like, especially in relationships, I'm just thinking now, like all, you know, of my friends, whenever they want relationship advice or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, you know what you should do because what would you tell me if I was you? And in this situation, it's always like, oh my gosh, dump him. Like you, like you're, you need to not put up with this, blah, blah, blah. And then when you're in that situation, you're like, oh, it's a lot easier said than done. So anyway, that is just me explaining why, I think I have the right criteria to give good advice. Basically, (laughs) I've just been told that. (laughs) And yeah, again, if there's something about me, I will have an opinion about your situation. So before we get into that, I thought we could just do a little catch up on life. My last episode was with my twin sister, Lucy, right? Oh yeah, we had that great chat. You guys should listen to that if you haven't. And that just goes to show, I was going to see my first update is we have been so social this summer. Like maybe too social where I'm like, okay, a little bit, you know, we need to do a little more work, a little less play. And no, of course I don't regret any of that. It's just hard for me to focus on any work if we have people visiting. And I was posting my Instagram stories yesterday catching up. I actually got a bunch of DMs being like, hello, are you okay? Because I didn't post on my Instagram in like a week or a YouTube video or something. And I'm like, well, I need to tell everyone, like, I'm fine. It's just hard for me to be active on social media when I'm trying to be present with family and friends. And I feel like we're with family and friends every day and I'm present with them so that I'm not on social media. You know what I mean? And I don't regret any of it because, of course, I'll look back on the summer and be so happy for all the times we had with family and friends, being social. But, no, it's been so good. And I was saying how I feel like there are more nights here than not that there's more nights here with people visiting max and i than just max and i just the two of us but it's made it so fun and again i wouldn't change it especially when it's nice out and we can like go to the beach walk brody do all the things like i just feel like cape cod summer there's so many like bars and restaurants and ice cream shops and shopping and stuff like that so it's been really good but yeah i feel like with that just the challenge of me being like okay wait i need some resemblance of like a schedule normalcy work-life balance normally you, it's the other way you know where you're like work 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 at work and you're like where's the balance with like seeing my friends and family and i feel the opposite recently where i'm like oh my gosh everyone get out of my house i need to sit here for like 12 hours and catch up on work on my computer which is actually what i did yesterday i literally did not leave this desk because i'm like i have 
legit so much to do. Sorry, I feel like I, I feel like I keep gasping for breath. I need to start cutting this out. I feel like I'll be talking and then I don't take a breath and then I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, that's been fun. We've, well, I feel like for good reason. I said, I was gonna say we've been lucky. So many friends and family have visited, but I also feel like right as you get a house in Cape Cod for the summer, it's so fun on the Cape. Everyone's like, can we visit? Can we visit? So it's been so good like friends, fam, everybody, Max's fam is close by, so we spend a lot of time with them, and I've also just been getting into the groove with all the homeowner things that I didn't expect, and it's crazy because there's so many little things, and it all adds up quick, and I just feel like I will get more, it'll get more seamless, I'll get more used to things, but as of now, like, I feel like there's like a learning curve with your mortgage, your taxes, the maintenance your home requires, how often that these things need to happen, how much money, like you just have to settle in, you know, furnishing your spaces just feels like it never ends. And I'm happy when I was posting about this yesterday, I was like legitimately you guys, but also I think it was, it's been like a learning process because the home we're in is probably double. I know it is double the size of where I lived before. So obviously it's just like some growing pains, like a lot more cleaning, furnishing, things like that. And I was just posting my story being like, wait, legitimately, if any of you own a home and work full time and have children, how do you do it? It feels like taking care of a house, like cleaning it, all the maintenance, paying for it, landscaping, like it, like X, Y, and Z. Like there's like a million more examples I can't even think of. Just taking care of a home, like cooking all the things is a full-time job so then how do you have time for a full-time job and raising children which is also full it's like you have three full-time jobs so I'm just like how do you guys do it and I just got a lot of dms being like oh no same I feel this way or I do have kids and it is so challenging and like thanks for recognizing whatever and I just feel like I got a lot of tips from people being like yeah basically outsource (laughs) as much as you can if you can afford it hire cleaners hire landscapers like hire as much help as you can because it is so much so yes that's that just getting in the groove with everything been traveling a little bit I actually posted tonight I'm gonna check right now on my phone because I think this is one yeah this is one that went up tonight um my Nantucket blog on YouTube because Max and I visited my bestie Louisa and her boyfriend his family home on Nantucket that was like two weekends ago now and we literally had the best time you guys it was so much fun it was like a ball that was one of my most favorite memories of summer so far I was like okay same time next week because it's so beautiful and there's so much to do and food and going out and yeah it was just the best and we're actually about to go to montauk this upcoming weekend max and i are going to visit brooke and danielle and katie they actually got the same airbnb i don't know if it's airbnb house that they rented last summer in montauk and we're like you guys should come this weekend and there's gonna be a bunch of their friends and boyfriends and stuff and so it's just gonna be a big group of us and i literally can't wait it's actually gonna be so much fun so that's this weekend or oh, the weekend after that we're going to newport rhode island for the weekend again we did that over memorial day weekend we have like so many little travels coming up um actually the weekend after that first weekend of august we're going to be in wisconsin for a wedding yeah it's all happening and i think i've just been kind of sad recently not sad but it's just dawned on me how quick summer is like if you think about it if you just think like june july august what that's 12 weekends in total of summer like that's literally so quick you can only have 12 
little weekend trips. Summer just goes by so quick and it needs to slow down because I love it. I've been having so much fun and I don't want to have to leave this house because we won't be here in the fall. We're going to go wherever Max signs, which he hasn't even signed yet. That's a whole other story. But I feel like I already know this isn't going to be how it is right when I'm settled in this house being like, okay, it's furnished how I want. My countertops are in, you know, I added wallpaper, whatever. It's going to be end of August time to leave. But yeah, that's another update. My countertops are coming in soon. Kitchen counters. I'm so excited. They get templated soon and will get installed shortly after that, which I can't wait. It's just going to feel like a lot more me in the kitchen. Got a new dresser for our bedroom, which I was worried about that we wouldn't have room for a dresser in our room because it's kind of tight and it fits perfect it could have even been a little bit bigger i don't know what i was thinking and it's helped a ton with storage also found a bunch of new furniture pieces at home goods like little side tables for one of my guest rooms lamps literally all of my lamps are from home goods you guys they have the best lamps so check that out if you are looking to furnish your place if you need new lamps new decor stuff like that i think that's most of the updates as of recent now here we are today personally i had the best solo day max has gone like 12 hours today he won't even be back for a while now i'm sure and obviously i love him so much and i love our time spent together don't get me wrong but i was kind of excited like okay the whole day is my oyster i was filming a vlog and i was saying that and i i was like yeah the day is the day is my oyster is the what is the phrase the world is my oyster today. Yes, that's, that's the phrase. And I just have the whole day to do whatever I want to do on my schedule. And it's been lovely. Brody and I had a nice long walk. I worked out, did a soul cycle class, swam in the ocean. I read, ran some errands, got my car inspected. Now here we are. <laughs> and yeah, it's just been the best day. Now it's the evening, the sun's setting. We're having a good chat and I'm ready to give some good advice. But before that, you guys always know that I say a happy quote or happy idea or just, I guess, an idea or quote in general. I think today's more of like advice. And I also say something that I'm happy about this week. So what I'm happy about this week is like I said from all my updates, I'm happy about it really starting to feel like home here. I also had a moment this morning when I was vlogging and I was kind of emo. I was like, wow, I am just feeling really grateful and blessed. And I'm almost like mad at myself all the times I complain about like this and that and home and stuff. And I'm like, I am so lucky. I'm living my dream life. I need to remind myself of that. Lead with gratitude and yeah i'm just getting settled and it feels good also excited about going to montauk this weekend my idea really to share with you this week is just my own thoughts my own advice we're jumping right on into the advice and i was thinking about how i want all of you to hear this that only you i'm going to try to put it into words the best i can i think you'll understand the gist but what i'm trying to say is that you are the only one that can live your life, right? No one else can live your life for you and no one else is going to. Like you're the only one that can really motivate you, decide what you want to do, live your life on your own terms. You're the only one that can make decisions for yourself no matter if you listen to my advice, your friend, family's advice, everyone's opinions. Did I say device advice? Like you have to prioritize you and what you want to do. 
you can only decide the type of person you want to be. I'm just trying to remind you of your own autonomy, right? I'm actually thinking of my soul cycle class, like I mentioned earlier, that the instructor was saying how often when you are motivated to do something, like think, say it's like a new business adventure, whatever, your mind immediately goes to, well, that person knows this and that, what I don't know, they have more experience than me, I couldn't possibly do that, blah, blah, blah. Like I almost think it's natural to question yourself, but if you try to push yourself to not lead with doubt first and and I'm sorry I'm being so vague but hopefully that you this can apply to your life because this applies to like honestly everything instead of asking yourself oh you know I don't think I could reframe your mindset and shift to asking yourself why not me instead of like oh like that couldn't be me ask like why not so yeah I just think about a lot of like advice I give stems from this like you have to again like be strong enough and brave enough and decisive enough and stick up for yourself enough to live life on your own terms and not be wavering in that and not be not settle not all those things I think you guys can hear what I'm getting at I'm sure you'll hear this sort of idea from me throughout the advice I have to give Interrupting super quick to tell you guys about AG1. You already know I've been taking AG1 for years now and it's just the best daily nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. It helps my gut health and digestion, my immune system, increase energy, and so much more. I also just really like the routine of taking it first thing when I wake up every morning. It really just starts my day out right and it's one scoop of powder mixed with water. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients. I remember the first thing I noticed when I first started taking AG1 years ago was that it would give me an energy boost throughout the day. It's hard for me to keep up with the supplement routine that comes with a bunch of different products, which is why AG1 is so nice since it's been such an easy habit to incorporate into your life. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash happy hour. That's drinkag1.com slash happy hour. Check it out. Now let's get back into the episode. So First up, I got a long kind of story DM to me, and the rest of this was in the question box, so a little bit like shorter of stories, but here we go, jumping on in, and they're not really in any specific order, just kind of all over. Some that I thought were similar I put together, but here we go, and I'm going to keep it anonymous. I was about to say her name. Okay, this girl says... I need advice. Our college friend group only sees this one girl, let's call her Katie, if we travel to see her in New York City. She refuses to leave her area of, this is really specific, so maybe I'll just leave that out. She refuses to leave her area of New York City, let's say. And she even complains if we try to go into Manhattan. If we plan another group trip to someone else's city, she'll say she'll go, and then she bails last minute every single time. Okay, I already know my opinion on this. I love spending time with her, but I'd love for Katie to experience... I'm like, wait a minute, is that her real name? No, that's the name you gave her. I'd love for her to experience our group's post-grad cities since we all move somewhere different. Any advice? Thanks, Gretchen. Love listening to your pod. Oh, thank you for tuning in. And my advice is to be honest with her. Be honest with Katie. And I just think in all these situations, I feel like girls especially 
can be really non-confrontational and so you kind of like dance around it and are just like okay and people pleasing and just be like okay no worries it's fine with me whereas what I've learned is I feel I'm very generalizing here but I feel like a lot of times guys are more confrontational and say I'm just thinking of like how I've seen Max and his buddies operate right and this was Max and his friends post-grad and he was kind of hurt feeling like okay this one friend we only see if we go there like he won't visit anyone else he always bails like if you have a friend that's like flaky and bailing like nothing feels worse it feels like icky you're just like oh like that doesn't feel good I feel like immediately Max would be like oh what do you hate us or something is it not worth traveling here like like just fully address it head on and be like you know what I mean be like and I would just be like hey like it seems like you like bail a lot last minute or like maybe is she scared of planes I don't know is it like the travel you're scared of it is it like it doesn't feel worth like you could be like it really hurts my feelings like I feel like we all come to see you but if it you could just say like I feel like you know not put it on her but just like if it feels like to me that <laughs> then I guess you're talking about her it feels like to me that you it's it's not a priority to come and see me like I don't feel like a priority kind of thing because that would make me sad too if I only ever visited my friends but they would never visit me oh especially the bailing like I would be like at least be honest like she could be like hey up front, I know we're all going to, I don't know, Denver, but you guys know I hate planes or, you know, I'm really like strapped for cash right now or I just signed a new lease. I just bought a car. I just moved for a number of reasons. Like I don't want to spend this money on this travel, like to just be upfront. but bailing last minute and saying that's kind of like a crappy friend move. So yeah, my advice is to confront her and yell at her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but actually just communicate like how you feel. Like in all these situations, I feel like a lot of times it can be answered with like just be honest with how you feel and then you can go from there because she might not even realize that you feel this way and she could be like, oh, what? Like I didn't know that that bothered you. Like I really did always have plans come up last minute and so I'd cancel, but if it really like means as much to you, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just feel like you have to kind of start a conversation because I hate that with friends when everyone like feels a certain way. And then you're just kind of like walking on eggshells and you're like, oh, this is like always a situation, you know, but nothing feels worse than a flaky friend. I'm thinking of like several times where I've dealt with that, where I'd get so excited to see a friend and I, and then I would start to like knock my hopes up and I would be like, you know what? There's always something. And then time and time again, they would flake and, and well, I don't know if it would get to this, but now I'm thinking of me personally in that situation. I was just like, you know what? It, it became clear to me that like it was very one-sided and I felt like I was making them a priority and trying to keep in touch with them and if it wasn't going both ways that obviously our friendship would just become more distant and that was fine with me because I was like I'm making this person a priority if they don't want to make me a priority then do I want to be that close with them anyway do they really have my best interest in mind sorry I'm talking so much about this one but it just kind of like fizzled out naturally and we grew apart so yeah but if you don't want that to happen again just like bring it up with them and be honest okay next up this says can i not can i (laughs) they just wrote how to feel comfortable doing things by myself this is great because i also was thinking about this not great this is good timing you could say because i was thinking about this when I was vlogging today because I was saying how I was so excited for my solo day and I was like wow I have really come a long way I feel like I have had podcast episodes dedicated towards independence and how I found my independence and all that because I really 
really, really used to struggle with it if you guys didn't know. Having deja vu or I feel like I'm repeating myself because I was saying in the vlog earlier, but like literally until I was... 22 I didn't even realize that it was an issue that I couldn't be alone and I think it was partially growing up with a twin sister always rooming with a bunch of friends but yeah I was like 22 post-grad and realized when my bestie roommate was leaving for the weekend I'm like wait a minute where are you going like I can't be here alone I don't know what to do and it would make me so anxious spending time alone because I just wasn't used to it and I really had to learn how to enjoy my own company and spend time on my own and I think at first dawned on me that I was becoming good at it like probably two years into my journey probably like fall actually might have been one year like fall of 2020 or fall of 2021 where I I was in Pennsylvania and I had a whole day to myself maybe even a whole weekend at that point and I had the best day I like deep cleaned my entire apartment I self-tanned I probably took a bath I did so much self-care I was watching a movie I think I ordered pizza I lit candles and I was like I literally had the best day and it's funny I think a part of it too is just growing up because I am such an extroverted person but I find myself as I grow up needing time alone to recharge and I never felt that way before Maybe that came with learning to love time by myself that I realized like, oh, I like this time on my own and it makes me feel, you know, more, I guess, charged, more ready to take on social time with others. And it just took time and practice. That's my best advice. And to feel comfortable doing things by yourself, you just got to start doing things by yourself and you will get used to it over time. Because I'm thinking about the first time I sat even in like a Starbucks by myself or like a Panera and ate lunch. Like it sounds so simple, but those things used to give me so much anxiety and I just had to start somewhere and realize that if I'm thinking of other people looking at me and judging me, I'm alone, I'm weird, thinking anything of the sort of me or feeling like scared or like in danger, that that was just in my head probably mostly. And also what helps me is realizing that everyone has their own life going on. And if you're worried about being alone, of like people judging you or thinking anything of you, stop thinking that they're thinking of you because they're thinking about themselves. I guarantee it. Most people are just thinking about themselves. Everyone has a lot going on. And so that's helped me a lot too growing up because I feel like in high school, you are so worried about what everyone thinks of you. And as you grow up, you like let go of that. And what's helped me so much is realizing that no one's thinking about you because they're thinking about themselves <laughs> and like sometimes they are thinking about you and maybe being like oh she is but like also I would never judge someone if I'm like oh that girl's sitting alone in Starbucks she probably has her laptop out or is like reading you know in this day and age anyway or if not she's just drinking your coffee I'm like look at that queen self-care solo day solo date coffee date like look at her go being independent so just start slow and like for me I still don't know if I could go I mean I probably could it just might feel kind of weird like to a full sit down like fancy restaurant like (laughs) Del Frisco's and be like table for one it would feel like I'm on a date with like my server or something (laughs) because I feel like they come over a bunch but start slow like don't start there start Starbucks you could even start because like literally for me it started with like even going through like the drive-thru by myself even running errands by myself go through the drive-thru by yourself go to the grocery by yourself 
and slowly but surely you will get used to doing things on your own you might enjoy it i love a solo day of like running errands out and about like i probably prefer doing groceries or errands by myself anyway because i can take my time don't have to worry like oh max is hungry we have to go home for lunch or or like he's bored in here we have to leave you know so yeah you can do it queen i found my way over time and with practice and you can too this says after moving in with my boyfriend how to be apart for weekend trips and holidays okay this also seems a little bit like independence focused being alone but i totally get that because it's a little different in the way that like you're so used to being there with someone and being home with someone in your apartment so if they're away for the weekend or holiday and you're there alone you're like whoa i'm alone but it's good for your relationship trust me time apart i think is really good what's the phrase distance makes the heart grow fonder and in in that case not even like distance relationship but just like distance of a couple hours or a weekend or a day does make the heart grow fonder and it'll be that much sweeter when you're back together but again it's like a learning curve just getting used to it i'm sure if you live together for a year and then especially if it's like during covid right and you're not traveling and then you go away for the weekend you're like whoa this is weird different i miss them they kind of feel like a security blanket in a way but just know again that it's good for your relationship and you'll get used to it in the groove of it and it's so funny when i see things like this now like how to be okay for a day without my boyfriend i'm like what i love my days without that like i said today i love it i just get to focus on me i'm on my own schedule i don't have to think about anyone else i get to be very selfish it's lovely <laughs> no but i just think about how if you're in this boat you must be maybe like newer into a relationship or just like how i did struggle with independence and being on your own because quite honestly, almost five years into our relationship, I love a weekend apart. If I'm here by myself, if he's away for a weekend, if I'm away for a weekend, I feel like it's so nice to experience things on my own, practice my independence, be with friends, be with family for holidays, right? Like we have no problem. If he wants to be with his family for a holiday, I want to be with my family. That doesn't bother me. And I think it's good for us. And you know, it, we just kind of go like holiday by holiday depending like I could be at his for a holiday he could be at mine but I think being apart is also fine and good and dandy and again I just like love it after being together for so long and if you're together if you live together if you're together like most of the time I feel like these little trips holidays weekends apart again are really good for a relationship and feel kind of nice like it's like oh I just get to like do my own thing, be with my mom, be with my sister, be with my friends. Like I always love it. Not to say that you don't miss your partner. I feel like that's normal. I feel like after a weekend away, I do miss Max, but again, it's even better when we're back together. So you can do it and just know if you're sad about your weekend apart right now, that one day, if you're together forever, you'll be craving a weekend apart. You'll be like, get out of my hair. <laughs> Kidding. But I just... Clearly, you can tell by the way I'm talking about it. I just really have come to love my alone time. I'm so proud of myself. This says remote work and the best way to keep mentally balanced with it. These are so written so like in short form because they're in my little question box. But basically, the idea is how to keep mentally balanced with remote work. 
So that's hard. I'm not the best person to ask, even though I should be. I've worked remotely for, you know, 11 years. Um, working remotely is convenient. It has pros and cons. Very convenient being able to be home, working from anywhere, right? That's such a positive of it. But a negative is when are you ever not working? Do you ever like turn it off? Are you ever mentally balanced with being like, okay, shut the laptop, move on. So I have some tips, which is to have your own space in your home that you're working, whether that's an office for me, don't really have an office in this place. It's more so just a desk spot for working in our living room. An office with like a closed door would probably feel better so that when I'm up away from my desk, close the door, it's like, okay, my brain can shift into normal mode. But if I'm sitting in my office at my desk that you're kind of like in work mode, you know? But yeah, it is mentally challenging because it feels like, do I ever turn this off? Or it can be even mentally challenging in the other way if you're having a hard time focusing at home, if you're distracted by your pet or your kitchen or the chores around you or your partner. I'm just thinking about what distracts me. I'm like, oh, the kitchen's right there. I'm going to go grab a snack. Oh, wait, now I feel like I should clean the kitchen. Oh, wait, now I'm, I'm just going to start this little laundry quick. Oh, wait, it's so nice out. I'm going to go lay in the sun. I'm going to go walk birdie. I'm going to go read. I'm going to go hang out with Max. I could think of a million things to do, but work. <laughs> so you just have to set boundaries for yourself. If it's like a work spot boundary, if it's certain hours that work for you if it's really flexible like mine I was saying in my vlog today that what's worked for me is to work in the morning have a little break in the afternoon and then get back to it that feels really good to me instead of just making myself work like six hours straight eight hours straight whatever it is so yeah I think it's just getting more structured with your schedule with boundaries and sticking to it find finding what works for you because we're all different right I'm thinking of my one friend that works remote and I feel like she'll get up at six and crank out as much work as she can maybe till like 10 11 a.m boom there's like five hours of work she can have the most of her day crank out some work at night you know so you just have to get into your groove and be like okay no no matter what it's five o'clock six o'clock seven o'clock whatever it is shutting off my computer making my brain shut off. And for me, that's really hard to turn off work mode. So I will physically get out of my house, take Brody for a little walk, force my brain to shift into normal mode, relaxing. We're going to prepare dinner for the evening, read a book, chill on the couch, fold my laundry, you know, that kind of thing. So I feel like physically doing something to get yourself out of the working mode can help if you work from home. Those are things that help me. This says, being okay with your ex moving on first. Oh, this is hard. This is really hard. Actually, I'm thinking of a friend of mine that this is kind of the situation. And I think if it's very quickly, you have to remind yourself, okay, this is probably not them actually moving on into their next relationship. Maybe it is, but maybe it's just a rebound and they're distracting themselves with their feelings of missing you. And they don't want to feel that hurt and that pain of like the loss of your relationship. If it's very quickly, I feel like this happens a lot with guys and girls too, finding a rebound. So you just have to remind yourself of that. Like, okay, they're distracting themselves because that's how much they're hurting because that's how much I meant to them. 
So just like be real with yourself. This probably isn't going to be their forever person. And maybe it is, especially maybe if it's like a couple months in and you just feel like you're still really sad about the relationship, you're still grieving. That's normal and fine. But if they are like moving on, you just have to be like, okay, like it's a, you're allowed to be sad and be like, oh, that kind of stings or feels kind of weird. But I feel like, again, you have to think back to what I was saying earlier. You need to live your life on your own terms. If they are no longer in your life, who cares? It's none of your business. It's really not. And I mean, if you're like friends with them, I wouldn't recommend that. I think a clean break is the best to focus on you, baby girl. But I guess if you're a friend, oh, it's hard, but I would say like, it really isn't your business anymore. And so if you need to mute them, unfollow them, delete your pictures with them, whatever it is, like you don't really need to see that. I don't think that's going to help you in your journey forward. And yeah, I guess my biggest advice, if they're moving on, maybe it's time for you to move on too. And even if it's not just to focus on you, prioritize you in your life and being the best version of you and if you're doing everything you can to be the best version of you you're going to be hell of a lot busy and too busy to notice what your ex is up to interrupting super quick to tell you guys about upside upside allows me to get cash back so easily on everyday purchases with inflated prices for gas and groceries these days it's so nice to get cash back since you can't just cut these purchases out of your budget their app is so easy to use and i always use my cash back on coffee target groceries etc so to get started download the free upside app then you'll claim an offer for whatever you're buying on upside you'll pay as usual with credit or debit card follow the steps in the app and get paid in comparison to credit card loyalty programs and you can earn three times more cash back with upside so download the free upside app and use promo code happy hour to get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas that's an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas using promo code happy hour now let's get back into the episode this says how to get used to a nice guy after so many toxic relationships i saw another one that was like how to let someone that's good in after toxic relationships so hmm I understand that if you've had a lot of toxic relationships, you probably, it's like a lot of trauma and you have your guard up and I get that. But I think if you are recognizing within yourself that this is a good person and a nice guy and it's different this time and you've given yourself enough time with them to really like feel it out and you feel like you really trust them, how to get used to them and let them in is just by being brave enough to be like okay I trust them and this is hard for me and feels really scary and my guard's up because of x y and z and I think being really honest with them and being like I've been through this this and this bear with me I need some extra time I need some reassurance I need some whatever it is that you feel like you need like let them know but also getting used to it I feel like I often hear I've seen on TikTok as well that girls will be like oh I think I'm bored in a relationship that can be a common thing after a lot of toxic relationships and I saw a TikTok of a girl being like no what you're feeling is not bored what you're feeling is safe and don't get those things confused because when you're used to relationships with a lot of toxicity if you are yelling at each other screaming at each other uh, emotionally abusive even physically abusive oh my gosh I can't imagine if you were like breaking up a lot getting back together a lot if it's very 
volatile and hostile, if that's what you're used to, then a normal relationship where you love one another, trust one another, support one another, it feels like a really like deep, caring friendship, romantic, like day in and out, I feel like it's not that hostile and it's not that volatile and it's not that crazy and it's more of like a long-term, safe, feeling like home kind of person in relationship and so you just have to remind yourself of that and think, oh, that crazy like breakup and then get back together and it's really passionate. It's Stuff like that is not actually what you want. What you want is like the long-term, if it is what you want, I'm assuming a long-term relationship, a husband, father of your children. You know what I mean? So you just have to remind yourself, I'm not bored. This isn't wrong just because it's new. I'm maybe feeling safe and content and happy. So yeah, I think that's good advice. And I think a lot of people that have been through really crazy relationships can relate to that. This says, best ways to keep a relationship exciting after being together for a long time. Another thing was how to keep the spark alive. I saw a lot of questions like that, how to stay in love after a while, keep dating each other, stay romantic, all those things. And I have a lot of thoughts on this because like I said, we've been together almost five years. So I feel like that's a pretty long time. It's funny because if (laughs) I probably will look back and be like, what did I know? Not even like five years into dating. And I'm sure after 10 years together or after being married for a while, I probably would have like maybe different answers, but actually maybe not because I feel like what I kind of said, how to keep dating one another is advice that I've heard from a lot of our friends that are married, which is the best thing to do when you've been together a while is to keep dating each other and keep trying and putting in that effort because that can sort of slip away after being with someone for a while. Like I was saying before, you could feel really comfortable in the groove. It could be like, good morning. I love you. You have coffee together. Bye. Go to work. Make dinner together. Chat about your day. Go to bed. Do it all over again. It could feel like monotonous, right? So what you have to do to keep the spark alive is to keep novelty in your relationship and keep surprising one another. If it's with gifts, if it's surprise, think of all the love languages. If it's surprising them with an act of service, maybe you folded their laundry. Maybe you got them a coffee, gift giving, got them a little something that reminded you of them, sent them a text, words of affirmation. Hey, I really liked your outfit this morning. I don't know, whatever it could be. Like all those little things in a relationship really add up and I feel like can slip over time. You can forget to give your partner words of affirmation, give them compliments because you're so used to one another. You can forget to do acts of service for one another, pick them up a coffee, think of them and You just have to push yourself to do all those little things because they make all the difference and they can keep you in love. And keep dating one another, going on dates physically, especially what I hear from my friends that have kids. We don't have kids, but if you have kids, it's that much harder to physically leave the home, leave the kids behind, get a babysitter, childcare. That's obviously a hundred times harder when you have kids. You can't just like pick up and leave. But if you can put in the effort to be, okay, once a month, we have a babysitter come, we're going to go to dinner, even if it's just for two hours to really like connect with one another, uninterrupted quality time. That is my love language through and through quality time, date night. I always feel so so much closer to my partner. Like we could catch up if we're behind on anything, talk about anything, goals, what's going on in life. And yeah. So keep dating one another, keep surprising one another, putting in the effort 
And I think just living every day with a mindset of prioritizing your partner and never losing sight of them and making decisions with them in mind, just thinking of them every day. Like little things that Max and I do for each other, for example, that really I think just show shows each other that we care when we could just as easily not do them. You know what I mean? They're little, little things. I've said this before and I know it's so dumb, but Max, and I'll do it sometimes too, but I feel like it's really like 80-20 here. He always puts toothpaste on my toothbrush and I know that's so dumb and little, but it makes me smile. Every single time I walk in the bathroom in the morning, if he's put toothpaste on my toothbrush or if I get up before him and I put toothpaste on his toothbrush, you walk in the door, you turn on the light and you smile because you're like, oh, my partner thought of me. It's so tiny, but it just like reinforces our vibe that we think of each other. Max fills up my water bottle every single night and I get into bed. My water bottle's on my nightstand with filled with like ice water. And I'm like, oh, he thought of me, you know, just really, really little quick things. And it's just as easy to not do that when he fills up his water bottle or to not put toothpaste on my toothbrush. But yeah, we're talking very minuscule here. We try to give each other compliments. I feel like we'll also just be honest with each other. If he's like, oh, you look so beautiful today. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, I could do some more of that. I feel like you haven't been like doing that lately. You know, you could say things like that. You could leave each other little notes. You could pick them up a coffee. We like to do that for each other. Unexpected, it always means a lot. Oh, I'm actually thinking of yesterday. He came home. I didn't even know that he picked up lunch for himself. And we've been loving chicken salad recently. And he was like, here you go. Got me a chicken salad wrap for lunch. And I hadn't even had lunch yet. And I was so hungry. And I ate it really quick. And it meant so much to me. My love language is also food, apparently. Because he always makes food for me. If he cooks for me, I literally feel so loved. Cook your partner a meal pick them up lunch and sometimes don't even ask them because I feel like sometimes I'll be like oh if you had a coffee this morning could I get you one and it's like doesn't even matter just get it for them even if they had a coffee I'm sure they'll drink this one because they're so happy that you got it for them if not you can split it later you can drink it whatever it is you know if I had already had lunch maybe I would have that later for dinner you know it just showing that you care means a lot we love acts of service if you couldn't tell so yeah that's how to keep the spark alive and I think just staying I have so much advice on this. I can make a whole episode on this. Staying fun, keeping fun at the core of your relationship and playful and young and going on dates to top golf, like playing games, like go play cards, go uh, play pickleball together. Keeping fun at the core of your relationship to laugh and like try new things together, activities is going to feel like really good in your relationship. And also to me, feels like quality time, aka I feel loved. So yeah, I'm also thinking of a TikTok uh, I saw of a wedding planner, wedding photographer, and uh, maybe photographer. And she was saying in like the 11 years she's done it, whatever, that she's noticed in the really successful couples that she's seen stay together, they all have a couple things in common. And one of them was she was like, they seem very giddy and almost act like teenagers and very in love. And I can catch them like sneaking glances at each other and giggling and having their arms around one another, smacking each other in the butt, like little things like that. Like again, staying like playful and in love, like all those little things really add up. Just think, do all the love languages, like keep doing that and you're going to stay in love. Hold their hand when you're walking somewhere, put your arm around them. Even if it's like you put their hand on their shoulder, like little, little things, just sitting next to them, like get scooch closer and have your leg touch theirs. And it just keeps that connection, you know? 
That's my advice on that. I talked forever about that. This says, is it true that relationships shouldn't be hard? I think yes and no. I think that relationships shouldn't be too hard in the beginning because it, if it seems like you're up against a lot of obstacles and it's not working and there's a lot of maybe like lifestyle differences or non-negotiables that are not going to change and it's really hard, maybe it's not going to work. But also, I don't think that it's true that relationships shouldn't be hard. I think it's true that relationships can be hard and that they will take hard work over time. I think sometimes it's hard work to everything we were saying before, to stay in love, right? Especially if you have kids, if you're going through a lot of very stressful time, you have a lot of stuff going on with work, home, family, children, friends, hobbies, whatever it is. If there's like a hard time in your life, your relationship could slip to the back burner. So it takes that much more effort when maybe you're exhausted, tired after a long day, a lot going on to think of your partner and fold their laundry, cook them a meal, chat with them, stay up late and have quality time with them, whatever it is, put in the effort for the date night when other things seem so hard. So I think it is hard work and it can be hard work having hard conversations. And when there's like obstacles in life, you have to combat together, you know? So I think that they shouldn't be too hard in the beginning. Take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, it depends on like the circumstance. Maybe there's just like a hard situation in the beginning that you have to get through in life. If I don't know if one of you personally is going through a really hard time mentally or you lose someone in your life. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like if there's extenuating circumstances. But I just think that like fundamentally, there shouldn't be huge fundamental problems. That shouldn't be hard. It should feel like natural and easy going to be together. But I do think that they will require hard work, if that makes sense. This says, do you believe in right person, wrong time? And I think that I do. Eh, I do and I don't. I do in the way that, uh, you know what? I do. Maybe it depends on the stage of life. I believe in right person, wrong time if you are going into college. If you have just graduated college, that's pretty much it probably because I'm thinking how or if it's like for the right reasons to be part like career wise family so okay I think it could be right person wrong time if say Max and I were going into college right now and we were dating and like all of high school whatever it was and we feel like we align really well together we love spending time together like our values really align what we want in life healthy all the things but we're going to college on like opposite coasts and we really want to work on our independence, really be immersed into college, not have to be sad, visiting each other long distance, FaceTime each other, experience new things if we've only ever dated each other. I think that could be right person, wrong time and maybe you could take a break or break up all of college, whatever it is, reconnect later in life or say it's after college and... You both are on like really strict career paths. Say you both want to be doctors and you get into med school on one coast, they get into med school on the other coast and you really want to focus on that and that's your priority right now. And you could be like, let's take a break, focus on us. You never know what happens in the future. I think that could be right person, wrong time. I think there's like extenuating circumstances or I think if you're like, listen, I think it's fair to be like a non-negotiable I'm never going to leave, say it's my hometown. I'm extremely close with my family. And so you both feel that way. It's like, okay, that could be 
well, that might not even be the right person then if you're never going to make it work, but that could be right person. And then maybe later in life you move for a job to where they, I don't know, you know? So I think it can be that. But then on the flip side, I feel as though that if it is the right person, you will make the sacrifice of compromise. And if that's moving somewhere for your job together, moving somewhere for their job together, being long distance for a little bit, figuring it out in a year. Like I think you can make it work. So then maybe it just wasn't the right person. But I do think it could be right person, wrong time. And that's what whenever any of my friends go through a breakup, I we say this doesn't have to be forever. If you think you made a huge mistake in a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, if you both work on yourself a lot, feel like you're a lot healthier this time around you could get back together like it's never set in stone so you just have to have faith that if they're meant for you it will be what's meant for you will come your way and if you're meant to be together you will be so yes that's my thoughts on that okay wow sorry this is getting so long i have so much to say about each one and i'm realizing this is very relationship focused i feel like the majority of people wanting advice or wanting advice on relationship type things so i just saved a bunch of other things i was going to talk about for an upcoming episode okay next up this says went on a date with a guy who tipped one dollar one dollar on a 33 dollar bill it gave me an ick so i ghosted him am i in the wrong oh boy one dollar on a 33 dollar bill okay so that should have been at least i probably would have tipped i don't know seven eight dollars because well that's like even more than 20 percent. but i just round up especially because it's such like a low bill wait if you were on a date and it was only 33 dollars where the heck did you go that for two people it was 33 dollars maybe it was quick like an ice cream or something or like mcdonald do they even do it? i don't know that's like seems really cheap for just two maybe it was just like cheap drinks or something oh yeah it could have been drinks but wait one dollar no that's not good (laughs) okay so yeah i'm thinking of my my trick that i do i always move the decimal over and double it so move it over that's 3.3 double it that's 6.6 so i guess you could have done six dollars and 60 cents to be precise i would have rounded up to seven dollar tip so one dollar is like not acceptable no that would give me an ick too and i would just be like what why are you being so cheap? Or I would, I would probably try to make them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm so toxic. I try to gaslight them. I try to hurt their feelings. I would try to, no, I would probably be like, oh, if you like don't have enough money for the tip, like I can pay for the tip because you can't tip one dollar. I would literally call them out. I'd be like, oh no, 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 you can't tip one. Like that's not right. That's not okay. Wow. If they're going to do that, you know what? That probably, uh, <laughs> speaks to who they are their character maybe they're having a rough day maybe they didn't realize maybe they're bad at math i don't know but i don't think you're in the wrong <laughs> i think you're allowed to go go them off of that and you know what if you were like obsessed with them besides this you probably would have told them hey you can't do that or oh that that like scares me maybe you would say something so it tells me also that you probably aren't that obsessed with them if you're ghosting them off of this you just find like the one thing they do wrong and you're like fine but ghosting you no but this does seem like a red flag there's nothing worse than someone that like doesn't tip enough like why that's not right that's bad unless i don't know if your waitress was like horrible and like sweared at you and took an hour for food to come i don't know but i just feel like that's really not good i say you are not in the wrong sis ghost away (laughs) but imagine if it was the other way around if a girl's like oh my god ghosted i would be like screw him (laughs) 
Okay, this says tips on being in the moment in your relationship and not rushing through all the steps. Okay, I saw a lot like this, like a girl, another girl was like, it's so hard to wait, how to wait for engagement, how to wait for a wedding, how to wait for baby, stuff like that. So if you feel like you want to rush through the steps or you're waiting on that, I guess just be honest with your partner and be like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. These are the things I want. If you've been in a long relationship, you probably already have those conversations. Like this is where we see for our future. But I think it's just being honest and you can be like, okay, I'm ready. What are you thinking? Why are you not ready? Like, is there any issues? Like, how can we work on this? But this one in specific is how to be in the moment and not rush. So if you feel like you just want all these things and maybe especially if it's like pressures around you, people asking, you see other people your age in this sort of step, if it's getting married, getting engaged, having a baby, I think just like you said to be in the moment in your relationship you have to remind yourself to be in the moment in the relationship I always think about this when because obviously Max and I maybe it's not obvious but we talk about getting engaged getting married having a family things like that we talk about the future in our relationship and as much as we want all those things and I'm so excited for those chapters I and sometimes you know I'll be honest it can be hard with like people around me my age getting engaged people asking me all the freaking time since we've been together for a while it can be hard and I can feel like I'm behind or whatever and maybe I want to rush through the steps move to the next step like you but I remind myself in my relationship how I'm doing and the fact of the matter is I'm happy and I'm good with where we're at so just remind yourself if you're happy and everything's good don't rush and don't stress because things are going to happen as they should and I just feel like your time will come and you also have to remember what always helps me is I think yes I'm so excited for my engagement era my bridal era but I'm also going to look back and be like oh remember when we were dating and all our fun memories dating and we were so young and carefree and less responsibilities and that was so fun and what a shame it would have been if the last six months year of me dating I was just upset all the time, stressed out, wanting to move to the next chapter, I would go back in time and yell at myself and say, be in the moment and enjoy this time. Like, enjoy this time for what it is. You're only in this dating phase once. You're not going to be dating again. You're only this young once and carefree with this little amount of responsibilities. You can't live today again. Like, you only have today. So it's like, literally be present, be in the moment and just focus on your relationship for what it is if you're happy and you're doing good don't compare don't let all the little voices of people around you in and all that matters in your relationship is you and your partner so don't rush it and just have those conversations with them and you'll probably realize wait we're good I'm, I'm feeling this like external pressure for whatever reason but it doesn't matter what matters is you and your partner I'm like talking through my own situation as well this says Handling your boyfriend still being close with all of his ex's best friend's husbands. Wait, okay, let me think about this. Handling your boyfriend still being close with his ex's best friend's husband. Okay, so that's your boyfriend's ex, her, all of her best friend's husbands. Okay, yeah, that's hard because then if he's with them and then the girls... Then, like, I could see them still being in, like, the same social scene. So that is really hard. Sorry, that's hard for me to, like, conceptualize. I hope you guys are following. It's her boyfriend's ex's friend's husband's that he's close with. So it's his guy friends are his ex's husband's. (laughs) So 
oh yeah that's like tricky and I think I validate your feelings that's like annoying but if they truly are his good guy friends I would hope that they are supportive of your relationship now and getting to know you and having like a friendship with you and honoring the boundaries of maybe not talking about his ex or being around her and you at the same time but I think the best thing for you to do is be unbothered even if you are bothered deep down that's fine but I think for your mental sanity to just be like oh have fun with the boys and just not think about if they're with like their wives and that's the ex's friends and maybe the ex is even there and but I guess you could say to your boyfriend hey it makes me uncomfortable if you're like with her and all of them like if she's at like a big event that you're at maybe just like let me know so I'm aware just like no so you know what I mean so that you know and so that maybe you feel more comfortable that way but yeah I think the best move of them all is to be like oh she's there okay whatever I don't care because I'm confident in our relationship and to be kind of unbothered and just focused on your relationship and not worrying about it and I think all of his friends and those friends will be like oh wow then you the newer girlfriend is so cool and just like focused on herself like I was saying earlier prioritizing yourself in a relationship and living your own life on your own terms and the ex doesn't matter to you and shouldn't matter to you so don't focus on it and yeah but that is that is like tricky especially with like events and stuff but I think you just have to be aware and ideally it wouldn't come up often but if there was like a big like wedding that you're all at you could be like okay well I know she's gonna be here I know all the guys and the friends and the ex is gonna be there and it's gonna be okay and you can be like hey and just like be cordial but don't you don't have to like be much more than that like you don't all have to be besties you can be like okay no I'm drawing a line (laughs) that you're in a relationship with me and we don't have to have like a friendship or anything with her you know Last but not least, I feel like overwhelmingly, I thought we could end here. The number one question I got was about dating. Finding the one. If you've given up hope, if you are comparing your single self to all your friends and relationships, um, like the pressure you feel in your 20s, just like dating advice in general. One said do's and don'ts of entering the dating scene. And again, I'm going to try to explain this by painting the picture of the vibe that you should have in this dating era of your life. First of all, don't compare yourself to all your friends and relationships, even though I know it's hard. And honestly, if all of your close friends are in relationships, you cannot really relate to them being single. And I think it's helpful to also have single friends. So maybe try to nurture the relationships you have with your single friends so that you can relate to them because the fact of the matter is if your friends are in like long-term relationships and you're not you might not relate to them as much and yes you're allowed to still be their friend but if you feel like you can't relate in that way it could be good to have some single friends as well and just don't feel like the one girl that said I've given up hope or it's too late or too whatever no it's not I promise you will find the one your love is out there and do enter the dating scene optimistically um hopeful don't enter jaded feeling like you'll never find the one being too picky things like that just be very open-minded 
but also I want you to have the vibe that you're very about yourself because I feel like it's very attractive when someone is very driven in their own way. Like think of what you are attracted to in a guy and do that in yourself. Be very driven in your career and your life and your hobbies. Have your own routine, friends, things like that and be so dedicated to that that you're like, I'm just doing me over here and I'm great and I'm full on my own. But yes, I am looking for a life partner and a companion to live life with and to go through life about. But like you're okay on your own. Not like you're desperately searching for someone to complete you. Not that vibe. But you, like we always say that cliche quote that like, Right as you're full on your own, you find your person, you can't find love until you love yourself, that whole thing. But I want you to be so about yourself and so loving with yourself on your self-love journey that finding a partner that like fits into that makes sense. And that person is also really driven. You guys are both really independent. There's no like codependent. There's no like desperation. It's just like, hey... We like spending time together. We have a lot of fun. We really respect one another. We share a lot of the same values. But we also have our own lives and our own thing going on. And I think that's like a great recipe for success. And I just think when entering the dating scene, you can be so excited if you meet someone. You can like throw all your plans and promises to yourself, maybe even your friends to the wayside and just spend time with this person. And as enticing as that is, you don't want to do that because you have your confidence by those promises to yourself. Like I just always think back to college, I would like skip my yoga class thinking that this boy would text me. And in retrospect, that was the worst thing I could have done for myself because the most attractive thing and the best thing I was doing for myself was going to the yoga class, keeping the promises I made to myself, showing myself that I'm independent, can do things on my own, confident, and that I'm someone that is ready to like add another partner into the mix and in a relationship. So you want to keep all those promises and you want to keep your friends first and, you know, not be too available and do like, I'm just so like, this is what I always tell my friends. Don't be too available. Don't be too convenient. Make them work for a little bit. And, and that'll just all come naturally. If you're like, oh no, I'm busy today. Like I have, you know, a birthday dinner with my girlfriends or, oh no, like I have a workout class at that time. Sorry, I can't get lunch or, but I could do this day instead. And yeah. I just think that way your lives will like come together easier and you won't lose sight of yourself and your identity. And oh, I have like so many so much advice. I, this is already getting long, but I guess the last thing for entering the dating scene and feeling like, oh, I'm not going to find my person, blah, blah, whatever. Like dating apps, you like them or you don't. I think there's like a time and place. You can always try those out if you're really feeling like I'm not in a position where I'm meeting people, but Think about the person that you want to meet and where they would be. And if you love pickleball per se and you want to find someone to play pickleball with, go play pickleball a ton. I'm sure you're going to be meeting people at the pickleball courts that also like pickleball. Or if you love reading, maybe like hang out at the library more or in like a coffee shop and try to like maybe, you know, just like put yourself in situations more in public where you can meet someone. Go out more to the bars, maybe. Maybe, I don't know if you want to meet someone at a bar, but you could, you never know. Um... I don't know, say yes to double dates, be with your friends and their partners and their friends. I just think you have to put yourself out there as much as you can to really say that you tried. And yeah, I just, I really like that idea of like, 
if you want to find someone that has similar interests, run with those interests of yours. And if you love yoga, keep going to those yoga classes. I'm sure there will be some people in there that you might be interested in that you see a couple times. You could be like, hey, I think we're on the same schedule. I keep running into you here. What's your name? You can make friends that way. It could even turn into a relationship. You never know. So just keep your options open. You never know where you could meet your future partner. And you also never know if it's someone you may already know. I feel like it's always when you least expect it. And it is that way because that's fully when you are leaning into your relationship with yourself and self-love and prioritizing yourself and living your own life and hanging with your friends and your family and your support group in that way and just thriving in every other aspect. And then someone stumbles along into your life and you're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? Right as I'm okay on my own thriving, here they are. So I feel like it always ends up happening that way. So just like keep your options open and be friendly, but don't have like a desperate energy. Although I know that's hard because I've had those moments of like, I just want a boyfriend, especially if you are used to relationship. But I feel like if you have that desperate energy of like, where's my boyfriend? Is he my boyfriend? Is he my boyfriend? Is that going to be my boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is? Um, that's when you won't find them. And you just need to, like I've said over the last five minutes, focus on you and that powerful feminine energy will attract all that it needs to in your life (laughs) but i hope this was helpful for you guys that is some of my advice we could do more of these if this is helpful if you guys like this i literally always have an opinion like i said in these situations and wow this is really like relationship focused but on like any situation i just anyone could tell you i'm the one to tell my friends do this say this don't say that stick up for yourself you got this so yeah take this with you into the rest of your day into your week love you guys so so much thank you for listening and i'll catch you in my next episode look around you can find cars like these on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader